Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. Dr. Alex Porter Umfrey, founder of Elevate Med, is back with me as I continue the See Something, Do Something series. Last time she was here, we talked about what she saw in terms of the need to create a physician workforce that's racially and ethnically representing the community served. She talked about some really interesting stuff about what compelled her um, to do the work that she's done. And she talked about her early foray into philanthropy. So if you didn't listen to that episode, go back and find it because it's really interesting. In this segment, Dr. Porter Humphrey is going to talk about how. Like, how did she do it? How did the dream become a reality? And I asked her to come back to talk about this because I have such admiration for her dogged determination and her ability to build advocates. And I mean to build advocates all around the country to build individual advocates and to build corporate advocates that support the work of Elevate Med. And I admire her strategic approach. So that's why she's back. Welcome back. Thank good you. to see you, Alex. It's good to see you too. So I want to talk about the fact that you had a deep desire to tackle a huge, 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 seemingly insurmountable issue, because for many people, it looks insurmountable. Walk us through how Elevate Med went from being a thought to a multi-million dollar philanthropic organization. Will you walk us through that process? Yeah. The first thing that I had to recognize is that I had a bit of imposter syndrome. And I thought, oh, there's so many reasons why I can't do this. Um, and then I had to turn that and recognize that I am an expert in what my experience was and what we needed to create was what I wished I had. Mm -hmm. And so it really starts with a mission. And so it doesn't have to be um, well curated necessarily, but it should be intentional and it should align with your values. And that mission statement is critically important for what the um, what is required for the Articles of Incorporation, as well as having four board members um, who would be part of the organization. And so the absolute first step is filing Articles of Incorporation within the state where your nonprofit is going to uh, operate. Once um, those articles are um, accepted or, or filed, they have to be published in some publication that serves the local market. And so we chose to have those articles of incorporation within, the, um, within a local newspaper. And the next step is taking, once those articles of incorporation are filed, then um, you apply for 501c3 status with the IRS. And so this is another opportunity to share the mission of the organization, to formally recognize who the folks are that will be as part of your board, um, and uh, shares more about what your um, intention is for the organization. Once that is accepted um, and you earn the 501c3 status, 
that's ultimately when um, the momentum builds to then launch. So when we um, filed our articles of incorporation and then ultimately became a 501c3 that activated uh, around November 28th, 2018. Mm-hmm. And then we had our formal launch May 13th, 2019. And so that time from November to May, we spent um, fully developing the board. While we were based in Arizona, it was important to me that we had a national footprint. And so we were looking for board members from across the country who understood our mission and vision. And um, we developed what we wanted our programming uh, to look like. So we always knew from the very beginning Um, if you see a gap, fill it. We knew that um, scholarship dispensaries existed and that we did not want to be just a scholarship dispensary. We wanted to be a holistic program that supported the next generation of diverse um, leaders in medical, uh, leaders in medicine. And so we had to develop how sort of the nuts and bolts of how we would um, select the uh, students, how we were going to administer the programming. And so after we curated the board of directors, we took a look at board member alma maters. We looked at um, those schools that are ranked by the AAMC, the American Association of Medical Colleges, to see who had the best um, outcomes in terms of um, accepting students from underrepresented backgrounds and graduating students from underrepresented Mm. backgrounds. And from that list and board member, alma maters, and current employers, that's how we identified our first 10 partner schools. And so we launched in 2019. Um, in May of 2020, we awarded our first $100,000 in scholarships and support to that inaugural cohort. And to date, we've given over $550,000 in scholarships and support to 35 students from across the country, and we are continuing to expand. And this is since 2018, and we're in 2022? You've been yes. able to do that? Right. That is mind-blowing. Hey, you mentioned uh, mission. What is the Elevate Med mission? Yeah. So our mission is to provide financial support and resources through mentorship for students that come, medical students that come from underrepresented backgrounds. And ultimately, so that's 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 our mission fundamentally. Our our big goal, though, is the the reason why we're doing all of this is because we want to eradicate health disparities. Okay. And we know that in order to eradicate health disparities, we need a workforce that looks like the population served. We know that we have to have colleagues that are not just culturally competent, even though that um, should be the, the floor of what's mm-hmm. acceptable, mm-hmm. cultural competence. We want folks to be culturally humble. And in order to do that, that you have to really be exposed to people from different backgrounds. And you have to have some understanding of how people who are different than you um, live and work and breathe and celebrate and grieve. And though having some appreciation for those differences allows us to extend more compassion um, to one another. And so having that recognition that we can't become experts um, in every single culture. And I would never suggest that we can't take care of people who look different than we do because as um, physicians, we do that every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, But we also know that when you have a patient um, and a physician relationship where there's a shared background, there's a shared level of understanding, Mm -hmm. there's a much more rapid establishment of trust and belonging, which we know has a direct impact to outcomes. So that's why it's so critically important that we support this particular group. And that's why our mission is what it is. I love that concept of cultural humility. Mm 
Um, I like that a lot. And I, I think that is much deeper than cultural competence. So I know that this has been really hard work from 2018 to 2022. Tell me what were some of the hurdles that you had to overcome in this how? Yeah. I think that people, um, and especially if you're new to the Elevate Med story, um, it does sound really fast. Um, but the truth is, this was years and years and years of work. And part of those years of work were even um, being carved out through my own experience. And so all of that comes to Elevate Med. Those um, nights when I was trying to figure out how we were, I was going to pay for X, Y, or Z um, to those times when I felt totally isolated in a room of colleagues because I was the only one. All of those experiences um, we bring with all of us as board members to Elevate Med and how we cultivate the product that we are able to give um, to our students. So I think that um, one of the things that I struggle with is feeling because I've lived this um, for so long is feeling like, oh, but we should be doing more and it should be bigger and faster and better. Um, and so what we're really, um, the, the point that we're at now, while we earned our 501c3 status in 2018, we really didn't launch until 2019 formally. And so within these three years, we've been gaining momentum, telling our story, having um, people really have some buy-in to who we are and, and the why. Um, but now I recognize the um, pivotal point that we're at because I never want um, us to fail because of my own limitations in time or some of my own um, limitations based on um, um, my experience within this space. And so now we're at the point where we're really um, strengthening the infrastructure within the organization to help us get to the next level. And that's been a hurdle trying to figure mm -hmm. out how who we need, what we need, are they the right person? How are they, how are we going to hold on to the culture that we've created while we grow? We recognize you by year five is but when the time when most startups fail. And so I'm so sensitive to making sure that we um that we have bolstered that mission and vision um with um such roots that our growth won't allow that to shake. So that's that's been um kind of a challenge. I'll tell you the biggest challenge that um the whole world experienced that we never anticipated was um, the shutdowns that occurred with the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. How do you launch a nonprofit and um, try to raise money in a time where there's a pandemic um, and folks aren't coming out of their homes to come to events? And so we had to figure out how to be creative and how to have a virtual audience, how to have a virtual event, um, which ended up being really successful, um, but it was new for us and it was scary. And so I think... Even though there have been challenges along the way, one of the things that's been the biggest um, blessing and the biggest bright spot is this group of people that are so bonded by the organization that have um, done the work of Elevate Med. We've been able to um, kind of roll with those punches together and come out better. And so um, surrounding myself with people that are um, that have different skill set, different talents that bring different things to the table, different than the strengths that I have, um, has been critically important to helping us overcome some of those hurdles. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine surrounding yourself with people who have the real commitment, not just, you know, I served and have 
I serve and have served on a lot of boards, and a lot of people just like to have their names on the, you know, in the old days, it used to be the stationery, the letterhead, it would have the board members' names running down the left, and now it's, you know, the website where you have board member names or bios, and it appears that you have built a group of board members who care deeply about this, deeply, deeply, deeply. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Joanne. Our board is committed um, with their time, talent, and treasure. We have 100% board giving. Um, we have board, our board members chair varied committees, um, including mentorship. Many of them serve as mentors. Some of them are um, integral in the um, programming aspect. Some are um, in direct discussions with the schools that we partner with to ensure that um, they recognize, and these are these are physicians um, who I'm referring to as mm-hmm. some of these board members who have also lived this story and recognize mm-hmm. the importance of what it is that we are doing. And so um, that's what's been so incredible about this journey and um, the folks that have chosen to walk this path alongside of um, both me and my husband, Greg, um, because it's just been incredible. And I have to attribute the success to the strength of the team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious about this. If you had a do-over, what would you do differently? I would spend less time in the negative self-doubt. Um, one of the things that um, I'll share a story that I, it, I guess it is funny. One of the things I had to invest early in because I just don't know much about is um, technology, IT. I don't know much about social media. So we brought somebody on board who could help with all those things, setting up the email addresses for the organization and all of that. I had so much self-doubt that once she set everything up, I changed my password from what she had created to this will work. And I needed that password um, and I needed to type in this will work every single time I did anything related to Elevate Med because I was so afraid um, of the fact that we might fail. And so every single day, multiple times a day, when I logged in, this will work, this will work, this will work. Um, And so she called me probably two weeks later, something's wrong, she tells me. And I said, well, what is the problem? And she was like, I don't know. Some All the passwords are messed up. I can't get into the system. And I said, oh, well, I changed my password. Um, and so do you think that could have impacted other things? And she was like, yes, it impacts everything. And so then she said, well, what did you change it to? Because I need to change it back. And so I told her this will work. And she said, oh, of course, this is going to work. Like we're, we're already set. You're the only one that doesn't believe. And that was um, the light bulb for me mm-hmm. that um, the, the vision and the mission was so strong that everybody that we brought in um, to the organization was so certain um, that I had to get on board with them. So if I had that to do all over again, um, I would spend less time in the doubtful space and uh, move full speed ahead. I love that this will work. I love that you affirmed it and spoke the success into existence. You know that I believe that you can speak things into existence, which is why you have to be so careful of what you say. So I am not worried about year five. Uh, I'm not worried about year 10. I'm not worried about year 25. I know that this organization is going to continue to soar. Yeah. I know this will work beyond your expectations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving your time to come back to the Smichael Speaks podcast channel. And I'm going to ask you to come back just one more time, just one more time to talk 
more about impact. Um, I just think that this work is important, Alex. I just believe it's important and that it is making a difference in people's lives. And I'm not just talking about the scholars. I'm talking about the people that they will encounter in their careers. I'm talking about the people who will listen to this and decide, I can do something. So I would like for you to come back to talk about impact. You game for that? Absolutely. It'd be my pleasure. Will you um, be sure and tell us how do we contact Elevate Med? Absolutely. So you can reach us at elevatemed.org. And we're also on all of the social profiles um, at Elevate Med. Okay. And it's just like it's spelled exactly like it sounds, Elevate Med? Exactly. Thank you. Got it. Got it. Got it. Thank you again. Thank you, Joanne. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world.